Welcome to Stop, Back, and Roll, a podcast about hashtag move month. Kinda. It's about baseball. It was always going to be about baseball. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we'll be talking about baseball for way longer than we intended, and some plans for an asynchronous betting dungeon crawl. So it is weird that the weather can be a lot of birds. Or that the weather can be peanuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, that honestly made a little bit more sense, but... I mean, when you've got a lot of peanuts in the air, you know you're going to attract some birds. I guess it makes sense, yeah. I feel yeah. like those are those are connected to each other. Oh, now it says the discipline era uncertainty. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we've been playing a whole lot of baseball. Uh, yeah. That is online baseball, but with an L. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is a simulated baseball league slash LARP experience. <laughs> yeah, those are all words that describe what this is. It's a lot of things. It's uh, a lot of things. But uh, if you are interested in talking baseball, feel free to hit us up on Twitter or the discord and it's yeah. the end of the episode don't forget to stop back and roll yeah, there's no time there's well okay look it this doesn't have to be the end of the episode brandon we have 16 there's, minutes there's, i need to get back to yeah, it there's 15 minutes and 30 seconds <laughs> to the next game so let's wrap it up in the next 15 minutes but uh yeah i mean we are the sports uh ttrpg podcast yeah so. we continue for that to be just like an enormous part of our identity for some reason so i do have a I want to get to the move month in a minute. Yes. But I, I, I actually make a, do low-key want to talk about baseball a little bit. I do, too. Wait, because it is an RPG. Yeah. Well, and okay, so... We yes. need to start. We need to explain it first. Baseball is a simulated... It's a, it's a baseball simulator, basically. There are... Uh, a number of teams that have that, that come from cities all over the United States. They have goofy names that are based off of emoji. Um, and functionally, what the game does is after you, you, you sign up, you select a team, and then it runs through a simulation, we think, of yeah. the baseball team, the baseball game. The only information you see is the name of the team. When you click on the team, you can see their roster and get the list of, of their... Uh, of the t- of the care of the player names and a a star rating um what that star rating means we don't entirely know <laughs> um there are there are uh there's there's a whole interesting side thing um where there is an api where you can call the code of the game um and people have been investigating that which is a whole other that's a level I'm not of, even looking at. Bag That's of peanuts so... that we're not gonna that I think I that I have been diving deep into that I think is interesting that maybe I want to get to at the end of this conversation, <laughs> but I want to but I want to I want to like ignore that for the time being. And so basically, what it is is um, about every thirty minutes, I think a game. Every no, hour. it's about every hour. Yeah, every hour, hour. A, a new game starts, and then what happens is in rapid fire in about thirty minutes. It plays through a baseball game, and show it, and so it doesn't. You don't see anything. You're not wa- you're not watching players, but you see the little like uh, if you've ever followed like a MLB game day type thing, it's yeah. like that where it just says like so and so is up to p- at p- uh, is so and so is pitching, so and so is up at bat, and then it gives you like the the play by play, 
of of they they took they, the pitcher threw a ball, the pitcher threw a strike, uh, the person hit a ground ball to third, and so on and so on. It gives you the kind of readout of the plays for all of these teams all at once. And it's competently done. Like it's competently the, done. The explanations of what happened are like legitimate explanations. Yes. Uh, it is like watching. I have I have followed real baseball games this way. Yeah, me um, too. And the only thing that is different about this is that it's a lot faster. Yeah, it's really really fast. And the names are a little goofy. Yeah. Um, uh, and then there is a there is a betting aspect to it. Yes. Um, where you can place bets before a game starts, for with with fake currency, um, not real money. Just you you and then um and it tells you like. It gives you rough percentages of, of who's expected to win. Uh, you don't actually have a ton of information other than the percentages of win yeah. to win uh, to base that information off of. You know who's going to be you're pitching. only getting like, you only have, you can see who's pitching and you can see the the star ratings of the pitchers and the people in their team. Yeah. Um, but since, like, because the star rating is kind of this inscrutable uh, statistic, you don't know if that's, are they very, like, presumably they're, so this is this is I think the thing that I want to get into. We know five is better than three, but we don't know if five means better at everything or better yeah. at what they're doing in that moment or what. It probably means that like so probably your average your average player has a statistic that is being wrapped up into that star rating that probably encompasses their hitting ability and also their fielding ability. Yeah, unless it doesn't, and it might not, and we have and no I, no way to know. Yeah. I mean, we do know a little bit because of the people who are digging into the API. Yeah. But even they admit that they really don't know. Yeah. Um, and so the whole the whole nice thing about this is that um, it is really a it's a game for players to LARP as sports fans. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that like so that so basically that that what we just described where it's like a simulation of a baseball game. Um, and it happens every hour, uh, a season plays out in a week and then there's a post game and then, um, some stuff happens, which we'll also get into, but that's basically like the end of what the game provides. Yeah. There is an official discord or is it an unofficial discord? I think it's an official one. I think it's an official discord. And from there people, you can go on the discord, you can meet up with other people who say that they support the different teams you've selected and they have gone wild. <laughs> like yeah. there is an unofficial wiki. People have built out backstories about all of the players. Um, they have logos, they have playing, they have like trading cards. And, and it really um, is. And it's whoever wants to contribute in that way is able to like, I, I hopped yeah. on today. I, I added a little mini bit of information about one of the, uh, the Miami Dale characters, players rather. Uh, and like, it's just on there and now people yeah. will reference that in the future. And the thing that is crazy is that whoever is running. So this is like, this the is the thing that I, that I, <laughs> that is like so intriguing about the whole thing to me is that whoever is running this yeah. is paying attention yeah, and reacting to the things that, uh, that the, the, the people are saying about the game. Mm hmm. And in, because so then I guess the other thing we should explain is that there is a there's a store where you buy stuff. There's a store or where you can buy votes to vote in on the baseball election rules um, and more potions, uh, income potions and snake oil and other sort of ex weird things. 
Um, and then the, the sort of the key aspect of the game that isn't voting in base and baseball is this election where yeah. for the whole season, there is a set of weird rules that you can vote on. And like right now, for example, in season three, um, the things, the decrees that you can vote on are eat the rich, which would distribute the funds from the top 1% of fans to the, to everyone else. Um, eat the crust, which is there. Uh, there's a team called the pies and they have won both the championships so far. And so that would reassign five of their players to two other ra- or to random teams. And there's all these things that you vote on and at the end, whoever, whichever two of the decrees have the highest votes get voted in and then there's a whole bunch of blessings that are sort of given out um like there are stat changes type things that are given out um semi-randomly semi-randomly it's it's um it's it's um raffle style so if if you and your fans it's usually given it's 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 by team and so if you and your team have have sort of worked together to buy a lot of tickets for one of the the blessings then you are more likely but like one of the things that was given out last uh last week was given out to a team that only had three percent of all the tickets yeah so like it's possible that anyone can get it um and then it, it changes the way the game works so like Last last game, um, somebody got a blessing of their pitcher had their arm turned into a a literal cannon, and so their pitching score was maxed out. Or four of the lowest teams in the league got a fourth strikeout, uh, and so when they play, <laughs> it's harder to strike their players out now. Um, and it and literally also, adds a, a little additional dot for yeah, the strikes. Adds yeah. a little additional dot, and then there are these like infuriating inscrutable things <laughs> that is like infuriatingly inscrutable is just how i keep describing this game yeah um if you try to understand it it will it will not work it is too much yeah. information um they voted for peanuts and the description of peanuts was peanuts and <laughs> all that has been added is that now you can buy peanuts and, and then you them. can click on your peanut inventory and eat the peanuts yeah and like it's the the thing about this game that makes it extremely infuriatingly inscrutable is that like if that's the level that you are at then like that's that's weird that's strange that's bizarre and then when you get into like where i like i've been i haven't done any digging into the api myself but like i hang around with the people who do that like all of the players have a peanut allergy stat yeah determine how much of a peanut allergy they have and it's changing it changes and no depending one on quite knows why it's changing and no one knows why it's changing and sometimes the umpires incinerate people for no reason and then they get replaced with other people there's probably a um, reason i mean i'm sure there's good those reason. people by the way apparently exist ahead of time yes there's like a there, so there, there is like a there is like a bullpen of players that exist in advance in the stats in the api yeah it's uh it but is, i don't know baffling but so <laughs> let's talk about its application for role-playing people. yeah so so God. fans of stop hack and roll many uh many fans of stop hack and roll are already sports fans uh i've been constantly surprised by how many sports fans we have <laughs> listening to our podcast yeah but definitely tons of other people are also getting into it that are not sports fans yeah. that like this is their introduction in- to being a sports fan of something yeah or like they're, they're very lapsed or something like that from a previous yeah. time and that's so, been really cool yeah 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 it's interesting it, it is this very freeform 
thing. And I think that it would be interesting if you were just a group of people who could freeform LARP and tell stories about being fans of this sports sports thing. And the fact that the person who is running this thing, and I think that it is one person, right? I think now, it's one person. Um interacts and responds and has enough like flexibility in running this this machine that they can respond to people is kind of incredible it kind of is like because th- this thing has grown an enormous amount like there every yeah. team now has an unofficial twitter presence yeah and like some of them are enormously involved the new york millennials are just so on top of things <laughs> yeah um, yeah, that's my team. I'm the Miami Dale. Uh, you, um, you've got a much better team. <laughs> I don't know if that's team. true. <laughs> um, there's just like, uh, it's designed very well. Like someone pointed out that even just the fact that uh, all of the teams are based on pre-existing emoji that yeah. most people have means that everyone can kind of interact and, and like rep their team in a really easy way. Yeah. Um, wherever they are. I do... So I want to ask this question, um, and I think I might have at least one or two answers. Okay, but what can what can we learn from baseball, and what is and what is addicting about it, um, and how can we apply that to non-video related games? Like, if you take away the the machine engine part of this, like, is this is this a thing that you can rec- not like literally a, a baseball sports simulator? Yeah, but like. The things like that inscrutable, that frustrating inscrutability, <laughs> is that a thing that you could recreate in a tabletop game? I'm not sure. One of the things that makes this extremely inscrutable and really, really interesting and kind of like brain catchy is that it is so freaking fast. Yeah. Like, I am used to reading sports stickers. Like, this yeah. is nothing new to me. I can understand this very easily. I can keep up with, like, one or two games at a time. Like, if I'm paying full attention, I can keep track of three games at once. And the other, like, five games going on are just lost to me. Yeah, and then on top of that, there's a ticker at the top. Yeah. And it's like, here are the people who have the highest, like, WAR. Here's the the, the people with the highest the highest pitching scores. And also, did you see all those birds? And somebody ate a peanut and got the, and, and choked on it. Or We've the umpire... 33,000 peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. The discipline era continues. I'm just watching it scroll past. And yeah, th- there's, there's no way to see all of it. No, um, yeah. And there's I, no way to see all of it even just on the purely mechanical crunch side, right? Like, first off, we don't have access, I don't think, to what event is happening for each Mm -hmm. role, let's say. No. Uh, We don't have any of the weights of how different things work. Yeah. We can't possibly consume the data quickly enough. Um, Like, even something as simple as... When I when I got the pitch for this, when when someone was talking about this on Twitter... Yeah. Part of the pitch was that vote that like betting on the teams affected the percentage chance that they would win yeah and i don't know and, if it's true or not and i don't know if that's true yeah <laughs> there's a lot of things that exist in this realm of like there's a black box and we're like it's the black skinner box and we're poking it and things are happening but we don't know why and we're trying to figure it out even ignoring that there's just too much crunch technical data to understand there's also so much happening like <laughs> Yeah, there is their Discord channels are impossible to keep up with. Like, yeah, 
There are three simultaneous ones that are not team ones that are going too fast to keep up with. They had they had a um, there is the official baseball discord and they have. Am I looking at this right or did the things get changed? Um, General channels might be down right. I think general channels are uh, down right now. Okay, yeah, because there was a there was a general like fan watching channel. Yeah. And so like there are there are. This this came out. This is like the third. This is literally the third week that this existed. There yeah. are almost two thousand people in this. Yeah. And so they had to like make another channel for people to talk about <laughs> to talk about the game because the general channel where people were watching was moving way too fast. Yeah. Like there is a stats channel. There's a lore channel. There's a fan work channel. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just clicking between these, and there is someone typing. There's at oh. least three people typing in all of these at any one time. And now we're back to blasphemy. We're back to black. Okay, good. <laughs> someone, someone is doing shenanigans with the website yeah. as we speak, and so, so every once in a while, the site goes down. So let me propose a couple of things that I think we can learn from so baseball. Just, just in terms of like that raw data, yeah, I think that there isn't a way without computer work happening for yeah. that much data to be produced that quickly. Like if someone was was flicking dice. They could not keep up with it, right? They're just physically impossible. Yeah, yeah. So um, we, if nothing else, we'd have to look at the scale of things. Yeah. So okay. So I have three things that I think. So let me before we move on to my other two things. I wonder if so. Say say this was happening on a smaller scale. Yeah. Like if you could. Yeah, and like there's, I, I, I think the answer to my question that I haven't even asked asked yet is no, because part of what is the ability, so like, th- I was thinking if if like hypothetically say you could take all of the code that runs this thing and yeah. put it on a laptop, which you probably could, um, and run it on a laptop at a convention in a big convention hall, yeah, like in a in a in a um in a big room with a lot of people, maybe oh not God, I'd love two thousand people, but like maybe like a hundred people or like you got a projector set up. And you just display the information on the screen. Like, could you recreate the same thing, um, positioning the 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 GM or the person running the game in more of a traditional GM standpoint, or like mm. even even just say scale way down, yeah, and say it's your your typical group of five players and a GM, and you're sitting on a table, and the GM has a laptop that is running this code yeah and is has some ability to change what is happening in the game the same abilities that the the person who is really running this right now um you could poke buttons and react to what players are saying it would weirdly be a game that the gm probably wouldn't speak directly to the players too often yeah um i wonder if you could do like i wonder if there is a room for a sort of hybrid I mean, we talked about this a little bit with um, uh, Artemis, the 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 Star Trek um, bridge simulator game, where it is functionally a role playing game, um, where you all role play roles on a Star Trek bridge, but you're not rolling dice. There is a there is a um, there's a computer that is doing that simulation for you, but you are still role playing functionally, um, and these sort of like it's it's interesting to me that we haven't seen more of these kind of hybrid games. Um, yeah. Like, like even something as simple as like, um, uh, what's the, 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 um, what's the game where 
you are all on a spaceship together and your screen tells you to do stuff and so you have to say it out loud and then someone else uh, has to do it uh space team space team so something like that where like ignoring the actual contents of space team but a game where there's like an app and everyone has their phone out and you're all looking at it and you're talking to each other but yeah. then the, the game the game is running and doing stuff like it's interesting that we haven't seen more role playing like tabletop role playing games that are driven by an app in some way honestly I think that were we not in quarantine, that you could come up with a really solid game based around watching watching this game. Yeah. Like can you Sorry, go Can up. you imagine can you imagine if the if the if if the quarantine wasn't happening and there were thousands of people at Gen Con last weekend? Yeah, right? <laughs> like I, I'm just thinking, like, I could see writing a little story game that is, that, like, it's three hours, mm-hmm. but, like, most of that time is really off time. I, I think it just died again, the website. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, you're on for, like, three hours, hanging out with friends, and you're watching these games, and there's, like, specific interactions you need to do, because you are larping sports fans right yeah and like i think that that could be a really solid game and you wouldn't need a gm because you've got the data coming in for people yeah 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 i i've i have ever since i heard about it i've loved that format of um the the larpers who take over like a a bar or a pub yeah and then they and the way that it works is you everyone is role playing a an adventurer who's come to a tavern and you're sort of embodying your character and having conversations with other people and the and the gms there are a bunch of gms and they all play npcs who are hiring you for an adventure and then you go off to a table somewhere and in your in your sort of like your booth you then play the game and then when you're done you come back and that sort of shift between table and and bar um and and i wonder if like this kind of a thing to simulate people sitting and watching a game and then when the games are over you go and mingle and talk about the sports elsewhere yeah i think i think that totally makes sense and i think that using a computerized form that isn't this exactly like this exactly is great for online constantly playing right it's like it's like the play-by-post of uh of larp yeah um but if you did have like a program that could run and like give you some quick data and just like simulate a bunch of games or simulate a bunch of events or like I'm even thinking like Civilization's a terrible example because that's a yeah. long game. But, but I like know a you're thing where about. you set computer players up and you hit play on it and things happen. Like yeah. you could you could play a game around that. It would be oh, it would be so interesting to this is how I would do that, was that it would be um, it would simulate the the nations of like nations of a world expanding and investigating, and then every once in a while it would be like, "Hey, this per this nation is sending um, advisors to go negotiate with diplomats from this nation. Mm-hmm. You guys are those diplomats. Go." And then that if be you awesome. have chosen, if you have chosen to be the diplomats from that nation, then you go to the room where the diplomats from the other nation are, and you negotiate something. And then when you're done, you go back to the computer and tell it what you negotiated. That's interesting. I mean, like, another thing is, like, I think that there's something to be said for for just systems that are 
quickly generated information. Yeah. Like, because it's very fun to sit and, like, watch the thing tick through and go everything. But if you were doing it on a spreadsheet, you could hit enter and see the results. Yeah. And just be done. And so, like, I, I think there could be things that that it's almost like like you set up the events ahead of time and then you hit mm-hmm. go. Like, you've got each per you've got, like, four people in a Google sheet and you're having vocal communication with, like, a GM running things, events mm-hmm. occurring, and then everyone puts in their data, you hit enter, and some stuff randomizes and the GM gets a write-out. So, I want to talk about two other things that are not technology-related. Okay. That I think are interesting things to learn. So, something that is true about the way that this this game worked is that it is escalating in complexity. Yes. When it started, I think you could just bet. Um, there was a there was a voting system, but we hadn't seen what that did yet, and um, it was basically baseball. Yeah. At the end of the first season, uh, the, the the votes tallied in. They opened the forbidden book. The rules of baseball changed forever. Um, umpires can now uh, incinerate people. Um, there were all sorts of other things that got added. And um, and then coming into this third season, now there's extra strikes. There's yeah. things to be considered about which team you're playing. Some of the the one of the players has a named bat because they are the greatest. They basically have like a legendary <laughs> weapon. Um, and so there and there's like there's this inscrutable thing with peanuts that we don't understand. Um, and there's something to do with betting. And so the game is getting more complicated. Like someone was talking about how interesting it is that we seem to be really angling towards a peanut based like clicker game as a mini game mm, between yeah. the other games. And and I think that there is something interesting to be said for a game that intentionally escalates its complexity over time and yeah. that maybe starts like this is like a terrible example, but like it would be very interesting to start playing Quest, which cuz I just ran Quest, which is a game that is like a very stripped down um f- like functional D&D like simulator basically. Like yeah. It just it trying to like it tries to give you that feeling of playing D and D while being a lot less complex and a lot less kind of gross in some ways, um, and but then it, and so because basically it has everyone has all weapons are the same um, all like there's every, most things are aesthetic the only thing that really affects the gameplay is your abilities right and you have some ability points to spend but if like after two sessions of playing Quest you then it evolved to a game that now also has skills and then later adds like weapon types and stuff like that. Um, that would be interesting. I yeah. think. And I wonder if there isn't like, we've talked a little bit about this sort of uh, OSR era of highly modular games. Yeah. I wonder if you couldn't play a game where you started with almost nothing, just a thin layer of game. And then after mm. a couple sessions, have all the players vote on which modules to add. <laughs> oh, I actually really like that. I because was then I was getting all ready to be like, eh, I don't know, but I really like. Because then the lot, game, actually. like that's the key, is the game it expands in in complexity in the direction that the players are interested in complexity being. And that, like, if you wanted to maintain, huh? If you wanted to maintain, kind of like the feel of growing Mm -hmm. and like building things out in like different 
ways. You could even try to set up something that has, like, an opportunity for additional players or audience members or things like that to Mm -hmm. interface with it. Now I'm like, now I'm like, how do we make betting on dungeon crawling (laughs) the much smaller than baseball experience? (laughs) Yeah, I wonder, oh man, could, okay, okay, okay. Could you do exactly this? Do exactly baseball, yeah. but instead it's a machine, a black box machine that simulates a, a dungeon crawl. I I think so, and, and it I, would I play think... out like like the old like um, I have the Beholder video game, where it's just like um, characters move, like you wouldn't even see them moving through the dungeon. You would just see the readout of like the the ranger attacks, the druid attacks, the paladin attacks, the the wizard casts this spell, um, and then. Yeah, you could basically do the same thing, but themed as advent, like adventure, fantasy adventurers. I think if you made it simple enough, you wouldn't even need a website, and you could do it as like a GM'd experience. Yeah, like have people interacting with it during like off time, basically, mm-hmm. in some kind of way that they're building and spending resource, whatever that resource is, right? Yeah, and then. Like maybe because maybe maybe <laughs> maybe what this is okay <laughs> maybe what this is is players you've got players for their different characters right mm-hmm. and during like a week they are building audience and audience members are giving them gold okay or like experience or things like that mm-hmm. the players could then even just play a dungeon crawl. And, like, audience members that aligned themselves with that character could gain some kind of benefit. This could be a weekly stream. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's actually dope. I would totally play that. (laughs) I would wear. Yeah, there would uh, would have to be... um, I just played through... Not played through. I just used, in a work setting, um, a a Slack bot um, that sits in your Slack channels. And it was called, it's called Hey Taco, um, which is a weird name. Um, but the well, the way that it functionally works is you say, if someone on your team has done something cool that you like, you at them and then put a taco emoji and okay. then explain why. And then they get a little notification saying, hey, so-and-so. So first of all, it goes to the, str- it goes to the channel so everyone can see. But yeah. also they get a notif- notification saying, so-and-so gave you a taco um, because you did this. Yeah. And and everyone gets five tacos to give out every day. Okay. And it's like a sort of like I was looking for a um, a reward system because we yeah. have these kind of like one of our problems at work is that we have these big like hefty um, recognition systems where yeah. like eventually like like if you can if you have done a, a, an amazing job running this multi-departmental project for many many months then like you can get recognized and maybe you'll get a free trip somewhere but like there's no like hey you just did a cool thing for me you stayed five minutes late to help me and like saved my my butt at work today and so there's like it's people were very reluctant to put into the big the point pool because like yeah the proper system because it feels like it's got to be this big weighty thing and so we were looking for this kind of lighter weight thing and i wonder if something like that where if you if you like so you stream a game of 
of quest or fantasy adventurers. And then between every week, everyone, everyone watching who signs up gets five XP points yeah. to give out to the players um, for doing stuff. And then that affects it in some way. You could even, if you did it that way, you could even give some of the modular control to the the audience as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you get five gold, or like you get some sort of system for getting, for like having some effect on the game, right? Each day you log on to the system, you get X amount of gold. Yeah. Uh, for doing so, and just for like looking at the mm-hmm. stats. Uh, given that you have that money then, you can spend it to improve players. You can spend it to improve monsters or traps. Mm-hmm. You can uh, eventually like buy a module of some kind. Like, oh, I want to add, and like maybe people can like put like group <laughs> yeah. money into it. This is yeah, this, yeah. Like, this now, could be so people, funny. And they've unlocked now. They've unlocked the Psionics handbook. So now <laughs> some of the players can pick up some Psionic abilities. You know what I would love about this? Oh my god, the I thing, actually want to do this. This is thing awful. That I, I think that I think that I I can't decide if I think this is a great idea or not. Yeah. But what if you? didn't what if you didn't stream it um like uh critical role style with like a set and cameras and everything and what if the, what if the stream was just a black screen with white text <laughs> that someone like a stenographer took down notes of what was happening during the game <laughs> that's so funny you oh, oh you know what though you could run this on a twitter account you could and just like have posts come up occasionally like even maybe schedule some posts um or just like do some rolling on x day and we get the results of it uh, <laughs> am i gonna do this thing i don't know this don't is an interesting idea it's an interesting idea um, I really like the idea of i'm I'm really hung up on the idea of voting to change the game um, yeah And I don't know how you would do that in a game that doesn't have, like, 2,000 people watching it. Yeah, (laughs) that does make it difficult. I like the idea of voting, but in your... your, There's there's something very interesting about a democratic system in which character or players are voting on very basic rule changes that sometimes throw... Like, and I like like the idea of voting for things like... when When we all voted for Peanuts... We had no idea what peanuts was. It, the description was literally the word peanuts again, and a and a picture of a peanut, and a picture of a peanut. So like we we had no idea what that meant, and we voted yeah. for it. And so I like the idea that you could say, "Hey, what if we all voted? What if we all vote and give all of our adventurers three times experience points, or yeah. we vote for peanuts?" <laughs> <laughs> and the GM knows what that means, but the players don't. Can I just say, in the game currently with the Dale and the Jazz Hands, um, a post came up that said, some, the game in the game log, something on the lines of, I wonder if this many birds means it's the end of the world. <laughs> in the game log? Yeah, it just like, came up just like uh. Kathy Matthews hit a single. It was like, I'm worried Jeez. that this many birds means it's the end of the world. <laughs> Yeah, that's and that's the thing that like if you're not watching, you, you won't not notice. See it. Yeah, and you can't be watching everything. You, can, so you yeah, have to no. be watching like the one game that you of the team that you favor, and then here, like this is what it is. This, this is the genius the of it. Emergent, is it's forced. Yeah. It's forced um, storytelling. Yeah, because 
like just what happened there. There's no way that I be I could be I, there's no way that I could be watching that game because first of all, we're recording a podcast. Yeah, it's totally all, irresponsible for you to be. <laughs> but because but second of all, it's because I'm paying attention to this millennials flowers game, um, where we're trying to come back. We're behind five to three. You and have so, like three. Oh my gosh. Um, and it's been stressful. But like, yeah. what happens is something like that pops up, and then. Like, uh, there was a great thing that happened where, and the the way that the the person who was running this game pushes this, so, like, they tweeted, where were you when this player stole home? And what happened was, I went, I have no idea, I don't know when that happened. Yeah. And so I went to the Discord and I said, somebody stole home? And a bunch of people told me the story of where they were when so-and-so stole home. That's so good. And what the circumstances were. I will say... that's not a great example because dollar players steal home all the okay. time because we are but all I had out never of our minds. seen that. I didn't at the point when I saw the message that said, Where were you when so and so stole home? I didn't even know that people could steal in this game. <laughs> I didn't know that the baseball simulation had that level of complexity. Yeah. So like I didn't it's it's interesting. I I love it's that's the other thing that I I I know that there's kind of like a uh a, a, it depends on where you are and what part of the community, but in, for some people there's a stigma against sort of like telling stories about what happened in your tabletop game yeah. to other people who weren't there. But I love that. And I love, I love, I love verbal storytelling and this like the tradition of telling stories to each other. And like when I tell stories about things that happened in our um, seventh C game yeah. uh, from our friend group, when I, when I tell stories about things that happened in that game to people who weren't there, do I lie about some of the things that happened to make the story bigger and more interesting? Absolutely. Of course. Of course you do. Yeah. But that's duh. great. <laughs> and that's, but it's, 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 it's sort of elaborating on the story. And that's the kind of thing that I want to try to find that I think that like, that, that's the kind of game that I want to write at some point is a game that pushes people to tell stories. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause, cause that is something that the temporary aspect of this is something that it's difficult to like, I, I guess we kind of talked yeah. about that in terms of the sheer volume of information. But, like, you can't possibly no. go back and catch up with stuff. I don't think that there's any way to. No. But even some if people, you could, Some people with, who are digging into the API are working on a way to, like, archive the game logs. But, like, but even like, if you could, like, in you what time, the, you're going to read... It doesn't have the same weight to it. And you're going to read eight games worth before no. the next game comes up? Like, what else and are like, you doing with your time? Even You've something as simple as, I think now when someone is incinerated... <laughs> By, by an umpire um it now pops up again at the so like during the game while the game is going on it pops up in the game log and says yeah. so-and-so was incinerated by an empire and when the game is over it the whole like um layout shifts and says so-and-so this team won over this team um they were the favorites and then yeah. it'll also now say um this this player was incinerated by the umpires but like i think that that i don't know if that was always there and there was a push by people to say, hey, when someone's incinerated, could that log message pop up immediately? Yeah. And like, I kind of responded and I was like, no, like, no, can we not do that? Because that, like, I have to hear about that so-and-so was incinerated during this game that I wasn't paying attention to from people in the Discord is great. That is a great part of this game. Like, I think that this is, there is a, there is a, there is a group of people who, don't like to miss out on stuff 
Yeah. And they want to be able to go back and hear about everything. Yeah. Um, it happens all the times in, in, um, in uh, like uh, multiplayer online games where yeah. it's like there's event, event skins for the characters that you play. And if you're not there, then they, they disappear and you can't get them and people get really mad about that. But I like that. Like that's the like the verbal storytelling of like I was there when this thing happened and I will tell you the story, but you weren't there to experience it. So you have to hear it secondhand. And that's good. Because yeah. It means that I have to tell it to you. Now I'm just like sitting thing. here, like trying to figure out how to do this. Yeah, that's a, I don't know how to capture that in a t- in a in a role playing game, um, but because the trouble is, if you like, if you're not doing a stream at a certain time or like a yeah. like text that comes up and goes away automatically, then you have backlog. Admittedly, I don't know that it's bad to have backlog. Like I think you could have a Twitter account, essentially that's like giving the yeah. results of stuff. And someone who's interested can go back and scroll through. And someone who isn't won't, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that's why I like it. That that's why I liked it as a stream where you're streaming on Twitch or something, and the thing happens and people can see it. But then maybe you don't log a vod. <laughs> Although even that's a little weird because that's a uh, that's a whole other thing. That's how you can but make this, money. And this is also like this is also something that you won't have two thousand viewers. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I hardly think a few birds are going to bring about the end of the world. That's what the line was. <laughs> yeah. That's so... So ominous. It's so ominous. <laughs> and then again, there is this ticker at the top, too. Oh, I'm logged out. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. The fact that it is so addicting is something that I have spent a lot of time thinking about. And, like, there is... I think that... Because this is... So I am a person who follows baseball sometimes. Yeah, and. And like I enjoy following following baseball, but there is something about the fact that this is so fast. Yeah, it's the speed that makes it more engaging. Yeah, because you can get through so much. I today and like just also with all of this, it's just the media building around it mm-hmm. is also first off impossible to keep up with, but secondly, really interesting. That like today, um. Friend of the show, Riley Hopkins at Rev Rye Bread, ran a baseball. Uh, I think I think they spoke for two hours about Chicago <laughs> firefighters ba- yeah. baseball on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jr hop three six four or jr hop three six four. Um, and it was really good, and yeah. I really enjoyed it, and it was like it was like listening to to a baseball game, but so much faster. Yeah. And like without five minutes of people talking about like just nothing because Mm -hmm. it took a little while for the batter to get up there this time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there is, there is just that, again, there is that frustrating inscrutability of this thing that I, I want to be able to find a way to recreate. And I just don't know how. Because it's 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 such a it's a the interface is so good and the speed of it is so good and the scale is so yeah the scale is so important for it. Ah, the doll I just lost three two (sighs) did they? Oh yeah, yeah, rough. And the millennials are still playing. And now, just like real baseball, I have switched over to the second game that I'm going to pay attention to. Um, the voice um, talkers and the spies are in the 11th inning, 6-6. Six to six. Ugh. 
Go Moist Talkers. I hate the spies. Yeah, I bet 420 on the Moist Talkers, so <laughs> I can win 800 coin if they win. Okay, so <laughs> let's... Okay, what if... Yeah. What if we... What if we chose like an extremely simple, uh, like OSR style game, mm-hmm. and we're just like upfront that it's like this game is about combat, and like we're yep. we're not gonna do like the whole OSR philosophy that if you're in combat you've you you've lost, um, because the intention is for like this is gonna be like almost like roguelike style adventures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people Brad style. Um, it is procedurally generated dungeon Yep, that starts out super, super simple and advances and grows through player vote. Mm-hmm. Each time the dungeon runs, which we can decide how often the dungeon runs, we post that on Twitter or on discord and like basically say the party came to this place this event happened this event happened and i like it as a discord thing i kind of like it as a discord thing too let's let's go ahead and make a channel for this once okay. the episode drops yes the moist um, one nice um i'm still watching the millennials back. and the flowers they're still they're still there bottom of the snyder bend snyder bendy is so good yeah I don't know the players on the millennials. Oh, there's there. Like, this is the other thing. Like, can I just run through this really quickly? Because these characters have such weird names. So like the, the, some of the big players on the, on the New York millennials are Dominic marijuana, McLaughlin Scorpler, Conrad Vaughn, um, Snyder Bendy, um, Theodore Cervantes, who is our greatest pitcher ever. Um, oh yeah. Theodore he, Cervantes is great. Yeah. He had his, um, he might have been one of the characters who had his soul ripped out and replaced with another soul. Of okay. a, oh yeah, he had his soul ripped out and replaced with the soul of a batting of a pitching machine. Okay, um, because is why he's now a three and a half star pitcher. And that um, actually did happen. That, that isn't that just did a really happen. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he and we had four of our pitchers had their souls ripped out and replaced with the soul of somebody else. And because he came back as a three and a half star pitcher, we determined we decided as a group that he must have had his soul replaced with a pitching machine. Okay, so that is partially that's partially, partially lore, true, yeah. partially partially crunch. lore, partially real. Yeah, Patty Fox, Flynn Doyle, Bates Bentley, Felix Garbage, like, and then like the greatest thing is like so there was one day where. Um, there was one game where Felix Garbage, who is a two-star pitcher, he's not that great. He really just he like he he ruled the day, and yeah. so people tell the story of Garbage Day, <laughs> the day that Felix Garbage was the greatest pitcher for the for the New York Millennials. And people are bringing in like actual sports knowledge, and like yeah. there's there's been uh, uh, a lot of talk about the process for uh, for the breath mints. Because they were very bad, and now I think they have four strikes. So yeah, because they lost the most. Up oh, here we go. Yep, I think that's game for the millennials. Rogue Empire, Rogue Empire, incinerated lovers pitcher Paul Barnes replaced with Sanford Gardner. Well, the millennials just shamed the flowers. <sighs> they did. Oh, we're see, so yeah, we're we're not in. We're not. It's not over yet. They're just in shame. Yeah. Which is a whole thing. It's a whole um, another mechanic that isn't in baseball that got voted in. I mean, it's in baseball, but it's just different. 
It's just more natural. You just feel yeah, shame. Yeah, that's true. You, you just lose. get shame. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, okay, cool. Whew. The rogue umpire incinerated flowers hitter Bri- Brianna uh, Chang replaced by Hotbox Sato. Okay. We are so far off. Yeah, we're so We were like, like, we were like, let's let's talk about games and how they connect to Blazeball. And so we just talked about Blazeball for 50 minutes. Okay, so so how about this? This idea, like something very simple, simple, like you have, um, you have a, I like this. So, okay, this is what I'm imagining. You have a room on a grid. It has four, it has three. The first room has, um, hmm, uh, yeah, okay, so the the, the, the room, it, you roll like a d4, there's four sides to the room, uh, depending on which side you, or which what you roll, uh, you go out through that side of the door, and um, if it's a new room, then you, there's like a simple table of like, are there monsters in this room, yes, no, Yeah. and then like, you would simulate the fighters or actually play through people just doing quick combat in that room and you move on and you just keep doing that sort of rad crawl style until they get overwhelmed by monsters that are yeah um, because they can't heal or whatever and then yeah over time you could add things to the table so now yeah. it's not just like are there monsters yes or no flip a coin but like are there monsters yes no or there's also like are is there a boss or is there yeah. a treasure is there a or treasure? is there like and you're adding thing are there peanuts in this room yeah. Um and you're adding things to it constantly and sort of like yeah playing out like an autom- I I actually really think like a simplified version of Rad Crawl. At least <laughs> well, Rad, from a Rad Crawl is is very narrative. I think you'd need to be not narrative. It would need to be like simplistic. Mhm. That you're like you're basically rolling initiative like you're basically hitting initiative of some kind. Because here's the thing. Here's some now. Here's some here's some some truth I'm going to drop. It has to be not narrative because the narrative has to come from the viewers. Exactly. Yeah, it has to like the procedurality of it has to be good because, because it's that's, just like Dwarf Fortress. That yeah. what your the stories that come out of it are from weird things happening. Yeah. And and there are things like Rogue Umpire incinerates flowers hitter Brianna Chang. But like why? It doesn't say no why. Yeah. There's no clue. We we know there are some rules, but half of the rules are uh covered in uh, black markings so we can't read yeah. them and and we don't know what this person did we don't know what anything anything about how the umpires got there like we opened a dark book we weren't supposed to read and the and the umpire's eyes started glowing white and now they can incinerate people and we don't know why we don't know what that means and we definitely don't know what peanuts are uh other than we assume they are peanuts or where these birds came from but like so the game is inserting these basic things like just it's just like a, it's just dropping like it's literally rogue umpire incinerated flowers hitter Brianna Chang is on the line next to the flowers won you won 777 coins it's just a fact about the the game i'm into this i think that i think we can actually make something with this and i think that i don't know it's a little tough to be doing this during blazeball yeah because blazeball is a phenomena and this is not yeah no it's not a thing i think but we can play out of this yeah but i mean like also we can goof around with it and start like seeing how we would build it because i think one I think one thing that we'd want to do is make it so that we're not sitting down and rolling. Yeah, no, five d twenty. But it would be, you know, it would be really easy. Gosh, it'd be really easy to write a bot, like a Discord bot, that just that does this. that. I think it would be very easy to do this. I know so little about. Programming I mean, so do I. Anything. I know nothing about programming, but I my understanding is that 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 Discord bots are pretty easy. Um. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that it would be interesting to reach out. I mean, I did sort of reach out already to the guy who's making baseball. Um, but it would be interesting to reach out and see if they were interested in doing something else. I think they don't know where this is going. Either. I'm, they I'm are now sure hired. they they're don't. Tr- they're trying to hire a second person furiously today because they were under attack. Yeah. Um, but let's see. How many coins did I get back up to? But yeah, I think that something as simple as that, it, but it would be like, it would literally be a random number generator on a table. And then you're yeah. just expanding the things on the table. And then if you get to like, if you roll the what's in the next room at the trap, well, then you go to the trap table and you roll that. And if you're just yeah. doing that, like that's as long as you've like program, as long as you have designed that, it could either be done quickly by a computer or still probably pretty quickly, quickly by, by a human hand. being. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested in doing this. Yeah. You want to do this in the discord? I kind of do. Let's do it. Um, I wonder if it's yeah i I, so i i wonder if this is the kind of thing you could even play um not at a table like or sorry not in front of a computer like if you were just playing like if you had four or five players sitting on a table like a standard tabletop game yeah um, from the before time when we could all sit around tables together um and the person who was the, the the GM, the MC, was just sitting there with the rule book going, okay, I'm going to roll this dice. The, and then just sort of talking out loud, describing the things that are happening. Just what I'm, I rolled a, not the, I rolled a six, but like they're moving into this next room. It's a trap room. They succeeded. Yeah, if you do and it just quickly like, enough. Doing, doing it quickly enough, it would have to be quickly enough. And then maybe like to make it f- sort of fair, uh, you would just pass the that roll around between different yeah. people. Yeah. Um, to anyone who wanted to to participate in that way and and then everyone would vote between sessions for the rule changes and stuff like that and yeah i don't think you i don't think you'd have to do it in front of in, at a, in a discord i think i think it would be easier to get more people but you could do it like at a convention or something like that i just had an idea yeah what if players can players can do an input like they're the the adventurers are not players. They're basically like a computer simulation. There's runs, mm-hmm. right? The players of the game can do a voted input of some kind each day. Yeah. And that might be something like gather gold. Uh, or it might be something like uh maybe like they could at some point like unlock make a potion. Mm-hmm. And that could be done using almost like it could be done using like Google Forms. What if, um, what if, what if that could be um, tabulated really quickly? What if, um, okay, hang on. What if, whatever, so what if, um, sorry, I've said what if like four times right now. No, it's but okay. Wh- this is, this is way higher, con- this is like simultaneously way higher concept and something we're trying to do <laughs> definitively yeah. at the same time. So I had said earlier that this was, you would play through from like the character, the adventurers step foot in the dungeon until when they, when they don't make it out. Yeah. Um, but what if you're right? What if it's what if there's like a day? What if we what if we set something like four or five rooms or nine rooms, nine innings um, <laughs> is the number of rooms they get through and then they stop to rest for the night. And it's when they stop to rest that the players can interact with the adventurers somehow. Yeah. But there's something that has to happen between players like the players have to 
the players who are playing the game need to be talking to each other to decide things or trade goods or craft potions or something like what if that process what if the what if the crafting potion what, so like this is what i'm imagining like i really like the paladin who is on the in yeah. the, the adventuring party and they have taken a hit and there aren't any other healers and they can't heal themselves so yeah. i would like to get them a, a magic potion to get them back some of their health because i want to see them keep running through this dungeon so yeah. the way that i have to make a potion is not is that i have to turn to to you brandon the other player at the table and we have to do some kind of a thing and okay. that has to happen while the GM is just rolling on tables, um, explaining what is happening during the adventure. Like during it. Like during it. To okay. simulate the, I can't pay attention to what's going on because I have to I have to pay attention to what is going on with this interaction between Brandon and myself to make sure we make this potion correctly. Um, and so I can't be listening to what happened. So then later, if I want to know what happened to the to the paladin during that section where I was communicating with them, with, with you, then I have to hope someone else heard. See, I'm, I'm feeling more like, I mean, if that's happening, I think that works if it's happening at the table. Yeah. I think for online play, that's kind of sure. like trying to get a bigger group. Yeah. That can't what work. you'd want to do is just keep everything pretty mysterious in terms of what the GM says. Mm -hmm. So like the GM might say, uh, they went into a room, they ate a potion, blah, 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 blah. The GM yeah. doesn't say the party has 35 potions, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. so the players need to be communicating what they're trying to mm. change and do. Yeah. There's nothing that tracks. So maybe, maybe people can give them potions, but the, and the, and the GM is tracking how many potions they have and yeah. deciding when they use them, but not giving that anywhere, that information anywhere. Yeah. So, so players can be saying like, I've, I've given like five potions. We don't need to yeah. be doing that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have to be, it would be interesting to see that done via, like you said, a Google form where yeah, or that a, web, a dedicated website, because then that is not tracked in the log of the discord chat. Exactly. The GM can get that information and not, and You're not seeing these uh, birds. Ooh, someone ate a peanut and had a yummy reaction. Oh, what? nice. Sometimes that happens to me. Interesting. Everything is peanuts. Stakes hitter, Marco stink swallowed a stray peanut and had a yummy reaction <laughs> as opposed to stakes hitter Corey ross who swallowed a peanut and had an allergic reaction whatever right, that yeah. means i mean i imagine it can't be good no as someone who has had allergic reactions in the past yeah can't i would good. prefer not to have it those. probably i mean <laughs> so without getting into all the reasons why i believe this it probably means they lost or gained some fingers <laughs> um that seems to be uh, a thing there's a stat of how many fingers they have each player has one of the players has 64 fingers because they are the greatest pitcher right of course and the way that that is mechanically simulated is that they have more fingers because right. the fingers stat somehow plays into the how good are you at pitching stat well right i mean like you because you've got more fingers <laughs> yeah james yeah i guess that makes sense sure do you know baseball at all? A little bit. Um, um, but yeah, so I think that this is a thing we should work on. Um, I think that this is a thing that we should make a channel for and start talking through. Yeah, because I think the first thing to... The, if, we're, if the goal is expandability, 
and for it to be something that grows and gets weirder with time, that's actually a kind of great thing. Yeah. Because you could really start out with three characters, maybe four characters, like that are just four peasants going yeah. in and probably dying in the first couple of rooms. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's some kind of check to see if they actually make it out or if they don't make it out. Like they are beaten and so they have to try to escape. And then you can like start giving people a bunch of different options and things yeah. that like, oh, we're going to spend some like people spend some stuff on on uh, the chance on survivability chance. And be, the next time they go through, there's higher of that. It would be interesting to build this in a way where if I where like where anyone could just where it was like free form enough that the that so like that there are things that are inscrutable like number of potions players have yeah that while the game is going on no one has but at those stopping points or at the death point or whatever um you we could, could reset in some way and so oh that, reset completely okay. or not maybe not reset but are shared in some way so that yeah. if i i can run for a while and maybe i'll run like three or four sessions worth of of adventures but then i go hey i gotta eat dinner i'm gonna go run i'm gonna go i'll be back later but then maybe someone else says hey i've got five minutes during my break i'll run three rooms or or whatever two days worth of adventure and they run it and then people can participate if they're around and sort of as a like a pick up put down whoever's running kind of a thing that could be very cool as well Oh my gosh, the li- the list of incinerated players has gotten very long. <laughs> has gotten very long, yes. Yeah. Um, and speaking of incinerated players, we have hit about an hour. We have. Um, so. So, if. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see us tweeting about nothing but baseball, <laughs> because that's what it's been. Uh, although actually, on our on our on our like group one, we have not been talking nothing but baseball. Yeah. Actually, on our group one, we've been talking move month. Oh, no. Yeah, move month. We didn't talk about move oh, month God. at all. Ah. The entire point. Jeez. <laughs> Remember when this was going to be a move month episode? Um, I did. Okay, so really quickly. Oh, God. Really quickly, we have a couple minutes left. So the move month prompt for, for, the, for day four is shift narrative control. It was a throwback to like the 10th or 11th episode where we we're talking about Fast and the Furious the first time we were going to make a Fast and the Furious game. <laughs> so here is my move. I wrote down three sentences uh, before the session. This is what I'm thinking. I'm not going to finish it right now, but here's my thought process. I wanted to do shifting like car shifting and then have that interact with who has narrative control. And so the... The hook that I wrote was when you shift into gear to go fast, roll plus the gear you're shifting into. And then the way that it will work, so you'll roll at plus one or up to plus five. And the way that it will work is um, uh, roll to take a powerful blow style, where the okay. higher you roll, the less narrative control you have. And nice. so depending on which which band you roll into, I'll make up a bunch of bands, um, you'll be choosing from options or someone else will be choosing from options or the GM will be choosing from options depending on okay. who has narrative control. Because basically if you're going really fast, then it's sort of up in the air. of So yeah. who like, like especially it's all about randomness. The GM has control, but if you're driving much slower, you will have control, but you'll be able to achieve less. Nice. I like that. So that's the, sh- that's the sort of framework of thinking. I, I am like behind by like three days. 
I'm, yeah. Tomorrow I'll be behind by three days. Right now I'm behind yeah. by two days. There are um, an astounding number of people who are doing this. Oh my god, it's been truly inspiring. I think I would love to maybe next episode for real. Yeah, let's let's, let's try to grab here. some moves that people have made the and thing, just like go through some of our favorites. The thing Although there's so many, really, I'm so obsessed with them. The thing that is outstanding to me. I'm currently not allowed to log into Twitter, so I can't talk about it in, in specifics. But the thing that is outstanding to me is is not the people who have come up with like these incredible moves, but that people are like laying them out and they're designed really well, and like they have them on backgrounds with nice typeface. And I'm like uploading uh, a copy of my like Google Doc. <laughs> it's like here's a screenshot of my Google Doc where I wrote the move in a notepad. And That's someone's so like, funny. here's this beautiful thing I could put up for and sell for a dollar. <laughs> and that is kind of like low-key what I'm hoping, yeah. and I'm seeing some people talking about doing, is that people mm-hmm. are making things to improve their games and get their games closer to ready. Yeah. Or they're doing things that could tie into some actual products. And so like that is one thing that I want to be sure that we are not doing, is taking people's work and making yes. passing oh, it no. off as ours. But I had a conversation with at least one person or two people who were like, what game are we making moves for? And I was like, whatever you want, a different one, I'm going to try to make them just generic. And someone went, oh, that's a really good idea. I could make a whole bunch of generic moves and just use them in whatever game. And I was like, there you go, you got it. Totally, yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. Do that and put it in a bundle and then sell it. Yeah. Make some Um, money. Yeah, that's a possibility that could be, there's no reason that we couldn't do that. And I think supplemental material for indie games is a very cool thing. Yeah. So we're going to have to come back. I think we can't, we can't go into next. So the next episode will be our 100th episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. So unfortunately, yeah, we ran out of time. Thought we could get back to move month. Um, But um, maybe we'll do a thing. Maybe we won't. (laughs) Who knows? We should do something. We should do something. I was actually thinking about maybe we should have some guests. That would be fun. That would be fun. Just even if they could jump on real quick. Just yeah. to say hi. That could be fun. Um, so. I'll grab Pippin. Yeah. I want to know what Jeff Stormer's doing. He was our first guest. He should come back for a hundred Jeff Stormer is episode. phenomenal. Everyone should be listening to Party of One. Yes. Uh, he's got like a, I think the fifth year of Party of One is coming up. Yeah. Which is yeah. just incredible. Congratulations, Jeff. We love you. Yeah, which also means that we have been podcasting for nearly that long. Oh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah. I still believe... Then he has so many more episodes than we do? Because <laughs> he... Re- well, because he releases them every week, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, yeah, really? 100 seems really low for four years. But no, if we're doing 25... <laughs> that is about right, yeah. If we're doing 25 a year, that's about four years. Yeah. So, wild. I refuse yeah. to believe... That Jeff hasn't been podcasting for at least two years longer than us. Well, I know he, that that's factually we, not true. We had recorded an episode, but hadn't posted it, I think. No? I don't think so. When we went to Metatopia that first, that second year, no, the first year. His podcast we went, was out his, at that but, point. But I thought it had been out for like a year. No, it, it was had out been for like out two for weeks. Like, like a couple weeks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... But I assumed he had business cards. He was so professional. So wearing a suit. I assume he was wearing a suit. I assumed he'd been doing this for a decade. So charming and confident. Yeah. So don't tell Jeff that we said anything of these nice things about him. Yeah, um, definitely don't let him know because then we'll know if he's listening to our podcast. I'm joking. I'm joking. 
Everyone is very um, busy. No one can keep yeah. up with every podcast. There's too many podcasts. And no one's um, listening at this point. It's been an hour of talking about baseball. We've done nothing productive. <laughs> this yeah, there's, no one, there's no one listening at this point. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> maybe like one of our parents. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. You can talk to us at Stop Back and Roll on Twitter. Yeah. My parents We're, do not listen to this show. No. Mine tried once, but I think gave up. Mine didn't even try. But anyway, yes, getting back to that. You can tweet at us about Blaze Ball or this game we're maybe <laughs> writing now uh, or really whatever uh, at together we are at Stop, Hack, and Roll. And individually, I am at End the Meltdowns. And I'm at B. Leon Gambetta. And my mom is... No, I'm joking. If you would like to reach us in a more long-term form, or especially if you'd like to reach James in a more long-term form, because I don't check my emails... We are Brandon or James at stopbackandroll.com. Or like just send me a Twitter DM. Like yeah, I, and like follow thing. up with me with like an actual regular at because I don't see Twitter DMs half the time either. Um oh, disaster. If you if you want to rate or review our podcast, uh look us up on iTunes or wherever podcasts are distributed, and you can give us a five star rating. Uh, and tell us all the things you love uh, or don't like. Give it, if you really if you want to tell us about how don't much you rate, don't want to hear if about this is your ball. first episode. Yeah, this is not actually podcast. What a weird thing to do to jump in four years after we launched uh, on our Blaze Ball episode. But um, like, but like we're 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 the welcome. kind of episode we're the kind of podcast that every episode is someone's new episode. Yeah, that's true. So and that's really unfortunate. Welcome to Blaze Ball. It's very Stop unfortunate to ball. whoever joined in Stop and left 20 minutes in. Yeah. You can check out our website at www.stophackandroll.com or you can vote and follow the Miami Dale at www.blaseball.com. B-L-A-S-E-B-A-L-L.com. We make this podcast with the support of our Patreon backers. I'd like to welcome one of our newest backers, Bren, as well as some of our old favorites, uh, Justin Hunter, Phil Ulrich, Aaron Olson, and you're in Harrow, Peter Von Batavia, Nick and Cameron Robertson, Alice Kira, Hella Drawings, and Evan Nyquist. If you'd like to support our show and all of our future shows, check us out at patreon.com slash stophackandroll. If you can't support us financially, considering supporting us by becoming a part of our community. Join our Discord, which has a brand new cool thing, maybe. It's at least got like an out-of-character channel. At tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or discord.stopackandroll.com. So as you're rating your baseball players, don't forget their three most important stats. Stop, hack, and base thirst. Uh, we make this podcast. Did we? Sw- yes, you we never. <laughs> oh, I skip. I was gonna say I never say the names. Uh, you can find all our episodes and links to some of the games we've been working on at www.stop. <laughs> you can find all of our episodes and links to <laughs> James. Stop. I'm just. We'll fix it in post.
I'm I'm gonna mute you. Okay. You can find all of our episodes and links to some of the games we've been working on at www.youtube. <laughs> your video.